You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. Welcome to Success Unlimited with Dr. Patricia Thompson. If you want to be more successful while also being happier at work and at home, you're in the right place. We'll be covering research along with little tweaks, tips, and hacks that will help you to fulfill your potential in the business world without sacrificing your peace of mind. Have you ever worked with someone who had difficulty managing his or her emotions? You know, like the impatient boss who lashes out at you if you tell her the tiniest bit of bad news, or maybe the negative colleague who spends all day complaining, or, you know, your coworker who is so stressed out and burnt out that you can see it on him from a mile away and he snaps at you for every little thing. It's not so fun, is it? Could you possibly even be that person? So a few months ago, I wrote an article about how to manage your emotions, and it went viral, or at least it went viral by my standards. Um, and I really think it hit a nerve because most of us would probably like to be a little bit more in control of our reactions to things. After all, even if you're nowhere near as extreme as the examples I gave, would your life be better if you had a tad more control over your emotions? For most people, I would guess that the answer would be yes. And so in this episode, I'm going to give you some tips you can use so that you can better manage your negative emotions in the moment, particularly in difficult situations at work. So let's dive in. So have you ever been innocently going about your own business when someone in a bad mood came around you? And maybe they chatted to you a little bit, and then all of a sudden you notice that your previously neutral mood had turned into a negative one. So this happens as a result of something called emotional contagion. Sometimes they um, abbreviate as EC. And it's basically the tendency for our moods to be influenced by the moods of those around us. And researchers have actually argued that this happens because we tend to unwittingly mirror others' expressions and their postures and those sorts of things. And as a result, we can find ourselves experiencing similar emotions to the people around us. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. After all, it's essential for empathy or, you know, the ability to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And if you think about it, if you're around someone who's really positive and enthusiastic and their positive emotions are infectious, then it puts you in a better mood and it's actually a good thing for you. But if you're around someone who's in a bad mood and you're doing nothing to proactively manage your emotions, then you could find yourself getting dragged down with that other person. And what they found is that in office environments, research has actually shown that when the boss is in a positive mood, the team members benefit. So they're much more likely to coordinate and collaborate than groups whose bosses were in a bad mood. And if you're the boss, you should know that your moods have the most powerful influence in the office. And so it really does behoove you to manage them appropriately if you want to be able to get the best performance out of your team. So here's the question. How do you prevent yourself from becoming unintentionally hijacked from, from your emotions? Um, and what I'm going to say is that first, you've got to be able to recognize what's actually going on. And then second, you've got to learn how to actually manage them. So let's talk about how to do that. So the first tip is that you've got to start by listening to your body. And although we can experience our emotions mentally, like, you know, having the 
cognitive or intellectual sense that when you're scared or that you're angry. Um, we also do experience our emotions physically. Take stress, for example. So when you're stressed, cortisol and adrenaline, which are the stress hormones, are released into the blood. And then that's when you begin to sweat or you feel your heart rate increasing or you have any other number of physical symptoms that are associated with stress. Now, what I've noticed is that for a lot of people who have a hard time managing their emotions, they might not be very much in touch with their bodies. So for example, I once worked with a client who used to lash out at people when he was irritated or bored in a meeting. Um, however, what he, and he would feel really bad about it afterwards, but you know, it was just like it happened and then he realized it too late. So what happened was once he learned to recognize the physical manifestations of his irritation, he got a lot better at it. So, you know, for him, he would furrow his brow and he would feel his face flush and um, his heart rate would increase a little bit. And so when he started to pay attention to that, then when he felt those things happening in his body, he knew he needed to, first of all, be quiet <laughs> so that he didn't put his foot in his mouth. And then secondly, he knew that he needed to calm himself down before he responded. And we'll get into how to do that in a bit. So the bottom line is that, you know, you just need to become aware of how your emotions show up in your body. And then that way you'll be able to better catch them before they increase momentum and then, you know, get expressed in ways that you might regret by saying something that, you know, you normally wouldn't say. So that's tip number one. Um, my second tip for you is to find an accountability partner. So if you're someone who can have your emotions sneak up on you without your knowledge, kind of like the guy I just talked about, then a good place to start would be to find someone you trust who can give you feedback. So for example, I've seen people who might get stressed out and then they get short with people, but they didn't even realize they were doing it. Like they were more stressed than they realized. Um, and the reality is that unless you're highly self-aware, these sort of moments can happen. So what I suggest doing is find someone who you give permission to gently call you out on this. You know, they can take you to the side and they can let you know, hey, I think you need a break or, you know, you're becoming awfully short with people. You probably need to go and apologize. And the benefit of this is that even if you do get defensive in the moment, their wisdom and their feedback will definitely help you in the long run. You'll become more aware of how you're coming across. Um, you know, any sort of blind spot that you have is definitely going to work against you in the office. And so having someone who you trust who will give you feedback can help you to guard against those blind spots that can derail you. Okay, tip number three is to identify your triggers. So to get out ahead of your emotions, it can be a really good idea to figure out what your triggers tend to be. So for example, you might think about if there are certain people who tend to get under your skin. And if you can identify those people, then you'll know that you'll need to work to be particularly calm and even and measured around them so that you can stay effective and, again, not come across in a way that you wouldn't like to. Or if you find yourself having a negative emotion, you can also try to trace it back and then that way you can determine the cause or the trigger for it. So for example, let's say you didn't pay enough attention to self-care, like you didn't get enough sleep or you skipped meals and you're able to trace you know, your irritable mood back to that. Or maybe you told yourself something in the moment that caused you to overreact. Um, you could look out to see if there were psychological triggers, like you know, some people can lash out if they feel criticized 
or if they feel overwhelmed, then usually, you know, they can have a harder time managing their emotions. And what happens is that when you get better at identifying your triggers, you'll know that you need to be very careful again at those points to use your coping skills. Um, you know, some people also find journaling to be a helpful tool. So if you can start to kind of notice patterns across time, and then again, that can help you to get out ahead of things. And when you notice a trigger happening, then you know that you really need to be mindful of using your tools to manage your emotions. Okay, tip number four is to be proactive. So if there's a situation or maybe a person at work that's an ongoing stressor for you and you're avoiding it, then you might be causing more trouble for yourself because you're not giving yourself a chance to resolve the issue. And instead, by avoiding it, you might actually allow your emotions to build up and then that can cause feelings of resentment or anger. So I'm sure we've all dealt with people who, you know, might be a little bit unassertive or they want to avoid conflict. And so, you know, you ask them if something's wrong and they say no. Maybe you ask them again if something's wrong and again they say no. But then further down the line, that very same person explodes at you over something that was maybe seemingly small or trivial simply because their emotions got to be too much and they weren't actually giving themselves a chance to release them. So a more constructive approach would be to speak up proactively. You know, if you need to advocate for yourself, do so. And then that way you can work things through as opposed to silently stewing and being in a bad mood for a longer time than is required or by exploding when you really don't want to. So, you know, deal with the situation and um, that'll likely help you. Okay, number five is to feel your feelings. So I've come across some people who feel like they're never supposed to experience quote unquote negative emotions. So, you know, they hear about the research um, benefits of happiness or optimism, and as a result, they feel like they should never have what they call a bad emotion. Or sometimes people who are very spiritual sometimes feel like they're always supposed to be happy and they're never supposed to have a negative emotion. So let's get real. <laughs> We're all human and we all experience negative emotions at times. And that's not unreasonable. And negative emotions actually serve a purpose. Take anger, for example. Now, I'm not going to say that it's 100% of the time constructive, but it can let you know, for example, that an important value has been violated or that perhaps you need to address something to someone or, you know, perhaps there's some sort of injustice going on that needs to be addressed. And so, you know, I'm not recommending that you express your emotions whenever you feel like it, because that definitely could work against you, especially at work. But what I am suggesting is that if you never let yourself feel the emotion, then you might just be pushing them down in a way that doesn't help you at all. So what you might want to do is take a quiet moment, you know, go by yourself, and then just let yourself experience the feeling instead of trying to avoid it. Um, and what a lot of people find is that if you just let yourself feel the feeling, you know, breathe into it, experience it physically, you know, not trying to get caught up in justifications or obsessing mentally about what's causing it, but just feel the emotion itself, then the emotion can pass, you know, a lot of times relatively quickly. Then it's dealt with, it's resolved, and you're not dealing with the anxiety or the resentment that's persisting underneath the surface because you're not actually acknowledging what's wrong or what you're actually feeling. So definitely allow yourself to feel your feelings. You just want to be constructive, you know, about how you are expressing them. 
And then the last recommendation I would have is to make sure that you get enough sleep. Um, now, I don't know about you, but when I haven't gotten enough sleep, I tend to have a harder time managing my emotions. And research actually shows this too. So being deprived of sleep has been linked to a much greater susceptibility to mood disturbance or basically, you know, not being able to control your moods. Now, obviously this tip won't help you in the moment, but if you do want to focus on preventative measures, then getting enough sleep is definitely gonna help you. And what I would say is that if you're someone who has difficulty sleeping, I actually did a podcast on some tips for helping you to get a better night's sleep. So you'll wanna check that out. Um, and in general, you know, aside from sleep, taking care of yourself will also help you to manage your moods better. So for example, research has shown that the day after people eat seven to eight servings of fruits and vegetables, they tend to be in a better mood. We also know about, you know, the benefits of exercise for your mood, you know, having supportive relationships also helps, gratitude helps. So, you know, just all the basics for taking care of yourself will also, you know, kind of help you to manage stress in general so that your moods will be less labile. Um, that's the term for kind of all over the place. Okay, so I'll acknowledge that a lot of these tips require a bit of advanced planning. Um, so what do you do when you're caught in the moment of a crisis? You know, you're in the middle of a disagreement or something and you're feeling your temper flaring up or maybe you're getting anxious. So what do you do? Well, the answer is simple, but not necessarily easy. <laughs> and it's got three steps. So the first step is that you're going to try to be mindful of what's happening in the moment. So you'll notice your emotions bubbling up and how they're showing up in your body. And then you'll simply take note of that. Then the second step is that you're going to take a deep inhale and an exhale, making sure to expand your belly. So kind of deep belly breathing as opposed to just breathing into your chest. And this is going to help to calm the nervous system. You take as many of those deep breaths as you need to until you can feel your body, you know, kind of calming down to some extent. And then the third step is to check in with your thoughts. So think about if there's a way to look at the situation differently. You know, what other explanations could there be for what's going on? So for example, let's say you're in a meeting and someone is criticizing a portion of your presentation. And maybe let's say it's a presentation that you worked really hard on. Maybe even you deprived yourself some sleep to work on this presentation. So you notice your heart rate's increasing and your stomach is clenching. That's step number one. You notice what's going on in your body. And mindfully, you might even say to yourself, like, I feel my heart beating faster and my stomach clenching. So you're noticing what's going on physically. Then step number two is taking some deep breaths. So you'll take a few of those deep belly breaths to calm your body down. And then step three, you check in with your thoughts. And maybe your first thought is, you know, how dare that idiot criticize me? Okay, so not the most helpful thought for calming yourself down. So then you might go to some more constructive thoughts, like he's not criticizing me, he just has a different perspective. Or maybe even, hey, let me listen to see if there's anything of value in what he's saying that could help me to you know, improve whatever my project is. And that might sound like a lot to do in the moment, but I promise you that with practice, you can actually get very skilled at managing your emotions like that in the moment. So try it out and then just see how it works for you. Remember that three-step process. So again, it's kind of notice mindfully what's going on, noticing your body. Um, step two is taking some deep breaths. 
so you can calm down yourself physically, which will also help you to calm down mentally. And then third, kind of looking at your thoughts in the moment and seeing if there are other ways that you can shift your perspective so that you can look at the situation a little differently. Okay, so that's it for this episode. And I hope you heard a tip or a strategy that will help you out in terms of managing your emotions. Just remember that, you know, it might not always be easy in the moment, but with practice, you can definitely learn to shift your perspective. And then that in turn is going to help you to shift your emotional reaction to things. And what I would say is if you need additional tips to manage your emotions, then I do encourage you to check out my mindfulness course for executives. And you can find it at www.executivemindfulness.org. As always, I would love to hear from you. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Patricia underscore ATL or on my general website at www.silverliningpsychology.com. That's it. Have a great day.